Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself, and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. So today's topic may be one of the most challenging to actually adopt into your life because it goes against so much of what we are told to do. And so today we are talking about the principle of respecting your body. And I find that this truly is one of the most difficult for my clients to adopt. And I remember it being a big challenge for myself as well, because before intuitive eating, we're really told, or I had a belief at least, that my respect like with my body, like if I wasn't taking care of my body in the way that was picturesque, meaning like the perfect weight, the perfect exercise plan, the perfect diet plan, that that meant I wasn't respecting my body, that that meant I was being lazy, that that meant I wasn't taking care of myself. And I really use that as a source of shame for so long. And I thought if I respected my body, then of course I would be doing those things. And what that created for me was taking less care of myself. And I w- that's when I was moving into more of when I was binge eating, when I was overeating, when I started avoiding exercise just because it felt so bad to exercise. And I'm not talking about my muscles feeling tired. I'm talking about every single time I was exercising, I was comparing myself to past versions of myself and being like, oh, I'm so much weaker doing this than I was before. And then feeling so much shame about my body not being exactly what it was supposed to look and felt so much shame that that made it so hard to consistently work out because when I was working out, I was thinking of those things and I just felt so terrible emotionally doing it that I just started to avoid it thinking, you know, I could avoid those emotions. And then I just went into more kind of buffering behaviors of avoiding my relationship with myself because I had this image of like what I thought respect was because I thought respect was a lot of behaviors. And so the things I was doing for myself when everything really starts with the relationship with ourselves, with how we are thinking about ourselves and not knowing that. And like, I mean, respect is also an emotion that we can experience. Yes, we associate respect with the behaviors that come from the emotion of respect, but the actions and the behaviors are always preceded by the how we are thinking about ourselves and how we are feeling about ourselves. But I made respecting myself very conditional on the actions first, and then I never felt like I could respect myself because I thought I had to be doing those things first. So this principle was so difficult to adopt because I had to challenge that whole belief system I had around what it meant and what it looked like to respect myself and my body. And this somewhat goes back to how so many of us try to motivate ourselves. And this goes back to our the previous episode of trying to motivate ourselves through shame, through self-love. Because I see this a lot with people saying like, oh, but if I'm not talking this way to myself, if I'm not shaming myself, then I'm not going to change. Like if I'm happy with my body, if I respect my body right now, then it's just going to be this way that I don't want it to be. It's because we aren't really taught to understand how how we are thinking about ourselves and how we are feeling about ourselves is always going to be driving the actions that we are taking. 
And when we are trying to do that through the shame first of like belittling ourselves and not respecting our body, it adds so much extra emotional drama and suffering and pain to our lives because of how we are feeling bad about ourselves all the time to try to motivate ourselves to change. And as we talked about before, that really isn't sustainable because it's hard to motivate ourselves that way over and over again because it makes us feel so bad. And one of like our instinctual driving patterns and like way our brains work is that it wants to avoid that pain. And so that's like when I had started to avoid exercise before I found intuitive eating simply because of how bad I felt when I was doing it. Not again, not because of physically, but because of emotionally with it. And so we think that it's going to be so helpful to try to motivate ourselves that way because we're reminding ourselves of the problem and we really are taught that it's like we fix problems and if it's not a problem we think we're not going to take action towards it which isn't the case and for people who are able to motivate themselves with shame for a long period it's like it's stuck in that pattern of feeling guilty or judging other people and feeling insecure in our own bodies that isn't an enjoyable place to be because we all really deserve to be respected And right now we're going to focus really on respecting ourselves because often we think about other people treating us with respect, but we have this culture around being our own worst critic and accepting that we're all going to be really hard on ourselves and that's not useful and we don't accept that behavior. Like we get upset about it when other people talk to ourselves that way, but when we do it to ourselves, we just kind of accept that pattern rather than demanding that we treat ourselves with respect. And I've heard this come out before people be saying something along the lines of like, oh, I don't deserve to eat today. I like skipped my workout yesterday or I overate yesterday. So like, I just don't deserve to have this. Like I haven't been good lately. And then we start taking on this whole moral component of like, I've been good if I'm being healthy and I'm bad if I'm not being healthy. And then we judge ourselves in that way. And that dictates how we're feeling about ourselves. Or I hear people telling me things like, how can I respect my body when I don't like my body? And I want to drive home the point that not liking your body is a choice. Not respecting your body is a choice. And if we don't see that as a choice, it's going to be hard to change that relationship with ourselves. Because if we aren't seeing it as a choice, then that means our relationship with ourselves and our body is just happening to us. And likely then it's based on external factors, like of how I was thinking of it before that like respecting my body and liking my body was based on the size, the amount I was working out, the amount of calories I was consuming, all these external things that can change. And even sometimes they can change with things outside of our control. Like when I've worked with athletes before, who through health changes or accidents things happen and then they aren't able to run the same distance or have the same speed that they had when they were running before not meet those same times and all of a sudden like they don't feel like they can respect the exercise and the work that they're doing right now because it doesn't match up with what they were doing before and if we aren't seeing that relationship with our body as a choice, then we have to base it on these external factors that we sometimes don't have control over. And that means that we don't have control over our relationship with ourselves and respecting our bodies. So even if this is a subconscious choice, like you haven't like sat down and consciously decided because most of us haven't that I don't want to respect my body because I think most of us would choose that if we realize that's what we were doing and we aren't really taught to view it as that way. So that means it's kind of just an unconscious choice that we're not really sitting down and considering and then it can feel like it's just happening to us but I really want to bring home that this is a choice what we believe about ourselves is a choice not 
And I mean, what we think about ourselves is a choice, but our brain's also going to offer us thoughts that don't make sense. And we don't have to think of every thought as a choice because sometimes it offers us random stuff that we would never really be consciously thinking of. And things that have been a pattern for a long time, those thoughts tend to come back up. So there may be thoughts that come up, but what we do with those thoughts and what we believe about those and what we make them mean, we do have control over. And when we see it as something that we have control over, we can start making changes with it because we can start exploring why we think we believe those things. So if it's, I don't respect my body, it's like, okay, well, why don't I? And then I'll bring up like the reasons that you have for not respecting your body. And a lot of times those reasons, if you haven't questioned them, they're going to be heavily influenced by society or culture, the people around you, because then we base a lot of like what we believe we pick up from other people if we haven't sat down to consciously make those choices for ourselves and deciding how we want to think about it. And seeing these as thoughts is so important because it's like, oh, I've just been thinking I don't like my body. I don't have to think that. Starts creating that little bit of separation where it's not like not just I just don't like my body and like that's just a fact that's something that'll never change unless these other things change around me that is what starts creating that little bit of freedom to start changing what we're believing because it doesn't just change just by trying to like repeat to ourselves like I like my body I like my body I respect my body if we just repeat those affirmations without finding something that's believable to us then we don't switch shift those beliefs because your body image the amount of respect that you feel for your body comes from how you think about your body so we have to change those thoughts if we want to change your body image I do want to take a second to add a little warning here because one of the things I see when people start to realize that they are choosing to think about themselves this way even if it's that unconsciously is they can go down the path of blaming themselves of like oh I can't believe I've been thinking about myself for this long I've been causing myself so much pain I've been causing myself so much suffering by telling myself how much I hate my body and it's normal for if we have that pattern of trying to shame ourselves and trying to make ourselves feel bad about ourselves then it's very normal to have those thoughts come up that go down that path because if the normal pattern is shaming yourself then that's where your brain's going to want to take it at first so we want to really want to try to stay in that more curious place that more compassionate place with ourselves rather than going down that path of blaming ourselves and yes sometimes there is some grief or sadness that people need to experience and I even did too around that time spent in that pattern of really being mean to yourself it's okay to take that time to really process those emotions around feeling sad that you talked about yourself that way but not going down the way of piling on that by blaming yourself for it because when we stay in more of that curious and compassionate place that's when we really get to explore these beliefs with so much curiosity that we can start to question them we can understand them and when we have that understanding of why we are believing what we're believing right now even if it doesn't make logical sense like when we see it and sit down with it then we can be it's so much easier to question it we don't have to spend a lot of time trying to like fight that belief that's there because sometimes even just spending that time seeing it helps it just completely dissipate and be like oh this doesn't make sense I don't want to believe this or like and I just don't anymore because sometimes just that clarity allows us to not believe that anymore so let's just go through that example of trying to shame yourself to take care of yourself because it's a big one that I see is a lot of people believe that if they aren't pointing out what they don't like about themselves that they're not going to take effort to change something about themselves and that really isn't the case because we see people with that belief for so long year after year after year and don't do something about it because if it was truly motivating you to change you would have 
have changed it by now and you wouldn't go back to the pattern either. But when we use more of a motivation that feels good to us and we're motivating ourselves through that self-care and through respecting ourselves, that's when we can create so much more sustainable change in our life. But me just telling you that might not make you believe it. You usually have to go through those patterns for yourself and see them for yourself and decide the way for you that you want to look at them because how it works for me may not be the way that works for you, which is why you really want to take the time to explore this yourself as well. One of the ways I really like to start bringing in that separation is just by saying like bringing it in as a thought. So instead of like, I have to shame my body to take care of myself, because sometimes people have said that to me, not even realizing like that's what they meant. It's like, I've just been thinking that shaming myself motivates me to take care of myself. But maybe that's not true. I know when I shame my body, I feel bad. I am motivated to work out for a little bit because I don't want to feel that shame anymore. But then I just end up like on the weekends, like not working out, eating everything in the house and doing things that I don't really want to be doing. So maybe this pattern isn't helping in the way I wanted it to, because I can see that when I'm motivating myself this way, that I do exercise for a little bit and I do feel a little bit motivation to eat healthy for a little while. But it's not sustainable because I can see the pattern of myself overeating on the weekends and now and stopping my workouts after a few weeks. So the pattern doesn't work. This belief of shaming yourself to change myself does not work because I can see the evidence of like the pattern that it has created. So when we take that time to run through that and we see the pattern of what's happening from that belief of how we are trying to approach it, then we can see that it's not working. Or maybe it is working. You might have some of these where you do them and it's like, oh, it does look like it's creating the result that I want it to. But if it's not, then we can be like, well, if this is creating this for me, it's not working. Like, I wonder what I could try instead. And it's really uncomfortable to try to question these beliefs, especially when we're doing it by ourselves, because it's hard to go through them because it's uncomfortable to move into patterns that we're unfamiliar with. Our brain really likes to be doing the same thing in the same way because it feels very comfortable and familiar, even if it's not working for us. So we really want to take the time to sit down with that and question it, but know that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable to question it because people in general just don't like to have their beliefs challenged because of how uncomfortable comfortable it feels. So we would, that's why it can be helpful to have someone help guide you through it or to sit down and try it in the way I'm describing in this episode of first like kind of just writing down what you think about yourself and you can really do it with anything. Like you can write down like if I ask you like how do you feel about your body? Whatever those first few thoughts that are coming up, you can sit down and write down and move through this process with those thoughts or motivation to exercise. Like you can like exercise food, just pick out something. It doesn't even have to be food related. It can be about your work or about a difficult relationship. It can be anything that you want it to be. And then you can move through kind of questioning like, oh, this is a thought I'm thinking about this. How is this helping me? Exploring like how you feel when you're thinking about that thought. Because if you're thinking I have to shame my body to take care of myself, it most likely is creating like either feeling shame or feeling like guilty or feeling bad, like some emotion that's not really helpful. And so seeing that and then it's like, okay, well, when I'm feeling this way, like what do I typically do? Because when I'm feeling shame in this pattern, it's then maybe feeling motivated for a little bit to work out because we don't want to feel shame, but then it ends up being eating everything on the weekends. Because then once you see whether or not that belief is helping you in what you are wanting to create, because usually what people want when they are trying to shame themselves and take care of themselves is they want to be exercising they want to feel better. And we do that in a little bit of a backwards way by trying to make ourselves feel worse in the moments. That way it's like we try to motivate ourselves into a better place, which isn't as helpful as just putting ourselves in that better place right now. Because when we move to that place of like, maybe I could try something else. And it's like, well, go back to examples I've shared before of people focusing in on like, I love how my muscles feel. 
feel when I exercise. Like it feels so good to move my body that way. When people are thinking about it that way, they want to go move their body. And so when we use the motivation that's actually helping us and focus on that, the more we practice then being like, oh, I love how my muscles feel when I work out. And then we use lean into that motivation or I love how it helps reduce my back pain and we focus in on that. That's what sustains us for it and it helps us to feel better usually. Because the truth is we're going to be with our bodies for the rest of our lives. And if we're going to have all that time, do we want to spend it not respecting ourselves? Because we can easily stay in that pattern of not respecting ourselves for the entirety of our lives. And I decided about six months into my own intuitive eating journey that I just didn't want to spend my time hating myself anymore. I was so exhausted from that constant struggle in trying to fight myself and trying to motivate myself to be better by telling myself how terrible I was in that moment. By being like, oh, I wasn't good enough. I didn't eat this food the way I was supposed to. I never stick with anything. I never stay consistent with my workouts. I'm not as strong as I used to be. And all these things I was telling myself that just made me feel terrible and made me feel inadequate and not good enough and shame and guilt, especially around being a dietitian and not having any of this stuff figured out and thinking I would never be able to figure it out and so much stuff that I would go down that pattern and just feel awful. And I just decided I wouldn't spend my time doing that anymore and that I wanted to no longer tolerate that from myself. And I decided in that moment that I was going to kind of make a pact with myself of like my body and I were here we're always going to take care of each other and that may look differently like obviously life health can always change so it may not look like how it looks today but I decided I'm always going to do my best to take care of my body my body's here to take care of me and whatever that looks like in that moment because I didn't want to fight myself anymore on it and I just wanted to practice that that did not mean that all those thoughts I was saying about myself just immediately went away because they were patterns, they were habits I was used to having. I was used to thinking those thoughts. So those thoughts would come up, but instead of leaning into them and believing them and just believing that I wasn't taking care of myself and that I wasn't good enough or whatever the thought was, then I'd be like, okay, I understand this pattern. This thought's here because I have practiced it for so long. It's something I've thought about myself for years, but I don't want to believe this thought anymore. And from that, I would just be like, okay, I'm choosing not to believe this. Of course, those thoughts here, nothing's gone wrong. And I'm still committing to no longer talking to myself this way. I'm choosing not to believe this anymore. And I would just practice that day after day after day until like slowly those thoughts happened less often. And I would start to, when those thoughts came up and be like, no, I don't really believe that. Like, I believe I'm respecting my body. I believe I take care of my body. And different thoughts that helped me make the transition to a place of actually respecting my body where I'm like, yes, I respect my body and I believe that of I like my body and I believe that and slowly moving that way there instead of being in that old pattern and it takes some time it takes some practice because it's breaking down those old patterns that we used to have because it's gonna that's gonna be the quickest place for our brain to go is to the thoughts that we've been practicing for years and years and we have to practice those new thoughts and unpractice those old ones that we don't want to believe anymore to make that change and to grow that respect and to change those beliefs well thank you for joining me for this week's episode i hope you have a great rest of your week Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around foods, so you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body. I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.